And the thing about crowdfunding for storytelling is people are supporting people, right? And through our empathetic hearts, we want to support you and we feel connected to you. On today's Film Courage Conversation, we have two guests discussing launching and completing a crowdfunding campaign. Melissa Center is an actor, fearless filmmaker, and empowering crowdfunding queen who helps coach fellow creatives to raise funds via crowdfunding. With nearly 1 million raised and counting and a 98% success rate, Jocelyn Jeffries is a filmmaker, host, and creative who is passionate about sharing the power of the arts with others. Welcome, Melissa and Jocelyn. So I have tons of questions. Yeah. <laughs> but um, what? where do you want to start? I think it's always great just to like do a little bit of a get to know you thing so we can um, feel, you know, we have a rapport and, and you feel comfortable asking me whatever you need to ask. I, you're on the East Coast as well, yes? Yeah, I'm in New Jersey. Jersey, I'm in Brooklyn currently. Um, and I was, I was poking a, around on your website and you seem to be creating such lovely work. Congratulations. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much. That's high, that's high praise. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm curious, yeah, what, what are you currently working on? Um, well, I, well, actually my first question is, have you crowdfunded before? So I've done very, very basic crowdfunding before, um, like, Hey everyone, um, I'm going to be doing this thing if you want to, or I'm going to be buying my camera if you want to pitch in towards that, that's great. Um, but I haven't done any like official campaigns yet. And I, and when I saw this was an opportunity to talk to you, I was like, oh my goodness, I'd love to get some formal knowledge on this. Awesome. And then what I'm currently working on right now is I have a film that I just finished the script for. It's about a 15, it's a 16 page script and will be a 15-ish minute film. And that's going to be going into production uh, February to um, March, and then we'll be actually on my channel and hopefully circulating uh, festivals towards the end of, um, I mean, April maybe, but like spring. And then I have a, lar a larger one in the summer, which is what we're talking about today. Great. Okay. <laughs> I was going to ask, because I, I think a big, big thing that people underestimate in terms of doing a successful campaign is the amount of time you really should take prepping. Um, I think a lot of people uh, fall under a trap of thinking, if I build a, a really beautiful page and I model that page after successful campaigns, similar in tone, similar in budget, and click go, that that's what I need to do to have success. You know, the whole like, if you build it, they will come idea. Yeah. And that's partially true, but you need a plan and a process to somehow corral people to even know that that is up and running and happening. Um, yeah. and, and in order to corral people properly, it takes a lot of legwork preceding a launch. Yes. So the other project is, is on way. And then this one is, this is the start of the pre-production for the, for the summer one. <laughs> so what is this project? So the one that's happening in the summer, it's one, it, the title is bittersweet and it is about, I'm not going to spoil the whole thing, but it's about um, a girl who catches up with a classmate over the summer and they kind of, she starts to kind of have feelings for him and we, kind, we, we do a very first person with it and then um, it's, then we just learn more about how he sees her and um, it's very first person, very 
intimate. That's how a lot of my things are are written and shot. Um, and so not literally first person, but it'll be from her perspective. And so I've been working on that script for a long time. I wrote it in high school. And so it's going to be high schoolers who are going to be acting it. And I'm probably going to go back to my old high school to get actors, which I'm excited about. And then I then I, it just has sat in my box for a while. And I worked on other projects. And then I was like, now it's time to really make a 30 minute experience of 30 minute full feature film. And I want to get it as as big as I can get it. And so I want to be able to um, shoot it entirely with crew that I pay and that aren't just like my friends who really love and support me and are excited to be part of it and um, to have and pay my actors and to um, and to not work out of my own pocket and to work from my community. And so I think this is a really exciting experience to to get this knowledge with you. Awesome. Well, congratulations on, on taking a big step forward. Um, do you know how much money you're seeking to raise? So um, 5000 would be fine. Um, 15000 would be extremely amazing. Uh-huh. Um, and 10000 would be great too. So I'm very much like 5000 would be what I expect. But more than that would be wonderful. And if you think we could swing that, that's what I would love to do. Okay, great. Um I'm going to, I have some potential questions to ask you, but I feel like I want you to ask me what you came to ask first, and then maybe we'll, we'll take it from there. Of course. So I have tons of questions. And one of those questions was, how much do you recommend we start with? What is a good goal uh, price or good goal raising? Um, Because I had no real thought process on it, except for what uh, the typical 30 minute film budget is um and then because I can I can totally budget to anything (laughs) and so my first question is what do you recommend what is the recommended mindset when going into a a campaign like this and and to crowdfunding such great questions um and in fact most people don't necessarily lead with that mindset question and I find that it is core and, and where we always should begin. Um, mm-hmm. First, I, I, I can answer the logistical question because that's like an easier thing. In the crowdfunding space for storytelling, I find you can safely raise or successfully raise anywhere from, I mean, a $5,000 raise. None of it's easy, but is very, very achievable with little friction up until even like a 50 or $60,000 raise for an indie project. And that requires more legwork, more elements in play. But uh, those are the ranges. Well, in terms of the clients that I work with, um, I'm seeing usually baseline 20K raises all the way up to like 60 is the average. Okay. So I say that just to know that Anything is achievable. <laughs> yeah, I'm dreaming a little small with those numbers. Yeah. I thought when yeah. I said them, I was like, is this like... Yeah, so anything <laughs> is achievable in that area. When you when you get over towards the $100,000 range in crowdfunding, it can be a little tricky. And the reason why is it is a marketing exercise, ultimately. You know, crowdfunding, you're blasting out to an audience, you're... you're trying to get them to come and see your page. And then the people who are arrive on your page have to be inspired to contribute. 
And in the world of crowdfunding, right, the average contributions are smaller. They, it typically is around $50 backer average. So if you do a backwards math and you're like, well, what's my goal amount? Um, you know, is it $20,000? Is it $50,000? Divided by $50, you would know how many people you need to contribute that amount, right? And from there you can say, okay, let's say I need 400 people to contribute 50 bucks. That means I need to capture an even larger amount so that that amount is it called to actually yeah. donate? And yeah. so the, the numbers of that, basically you blast out to an audience and you can anticipate between three and 5% of those people who see your posts or, or come across your act, um, asks to actually click and visit your page. And from there, about 5% of those people will reliably contribute. Oh, wow. Okay. So that gives you a sense of like, well, what reach do I need, right? Yeah. And when we're thinking about what's feasible in terms of a, uh, a goal amount, different, uh, like different platforms have educational um, offerings that they do. And, and this is something that I heard a long time ago and that I subscribe to. If you're wanting to raise money above and beyond, let's say a $5,000 raise, team is gonna be a really important part of that, right? So essentially the more money you wanna raise, the stronger your team, right? The more people you would bring to, to work side by side with you and do the crowdfunding. The thing about storytelling crowdfunding is it's very community driven. It's very organic, um, kind of grassroots community building, right? Yeah. It, it takes some level of trust within the community to say like, yes, I believe in you, Jocelyn. I know you're onto good things. I believe in your vision. I wanna, I wanna back you. Mm-hmm. A little bit different than a product launch where strangers could be like, I want that cool game, right? Mm-hmm. So it takes like a homegrown kind of approach. Yeah. And, and usually um, when, we're, when we're thinking about team and what that looks like, for every $5,000 that you want to raise, that equates one person's yield, let's say. Okay. Yeah. So if you're like, actually, I do need $20,000 to make this thing happen. If you came to me and you were my client, I would say, Mm -hmm. great. So one task for you is going to be to build a little band of producers, right? And in order to reach that 20K, you know, that's uh, at least four people coming together to to, to produce this thing from, from the crowdfunding portion of it to make sure you raise the money to make your vision. Okay. I'm going to do a second component of that question because you said, well, I can make it for five, 10 or 15, right? Yeah. And usually I say it's important to have a line producer look at your script. Like what Mm -hmm. really do you need, right? Mm -hmm. You want to consider what do I need for production? What do I need for post-production? And am I thinking about my strategy moving forward for film festival, for marketing, where I want this to land? And are there costs associated? Mm-hmm. And so you would have some help coming up with those numbers based on, you know, the script that you're, you're putting together. And from there you say, okay, bare minimum, right? If we yeah. had like the tightest budget mm-hmm. and that's all I raised to make this mm-hmm. happen, can I make this happen? If the mm-hmm. answer is yes, then that's good to know of like, okay, baseline, I need to set the goal at X, mm-hmm. right? 
if we padded it a little bit more and we're able to pay people a little bit more, got this and this and this, what would that look mm-hmm. like, right? What would be my dream scenario? And what is yeah, like, like gradiating it? So yeah, so have, it's, it's yeah. helpful to come up with a couple, like those three different ideas, right? Baseline, super scrappy. If this is all the money I get, what can that look like? And then what's my dream scenario, okay? And then from there, you can make decisions accordingly. Yeah. But I'll say you don't want to set your goal too low because if that's all you raise and you still can't make the thing, then you've shot yourself in the foot. Yeah. And you've wasted the money, which everyone has donated to you. Exactly. So that's like more logistical stuff. Yeah. In terms of mindset, and that's such a smart question to ask, um, this process I find really shines a mirror on all of our stuff, like all of our insecurities, all of our fears and the tenderness and all of our inner worth stuff. Um, it, it, it can tend to do that. And so, again, I keep saying you're smart. You're smart to know that that is a component of the prep for yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'll say, first and foremost, it's always so, so important for you to understand why, why you're even telling this particular story right now, right? Mm-hmm. And I'll ask you, like, it seems, you're, it seems from observation that you're really interested in stories that navigate relationships, yeah? Always, always have been. I, my, my mission statement with my filmmaking is the beauty of the mundane. So it's all those little moments in mm-hmm. life that are the threads in our tapestries. And it's that's that's what really drives me. And there's there's few things. Well, life is built up of relationships, romantic, non. And so it's the little things of human interaction that make those those threads mm-hmm. and those, those mundane moments. So that's also why it's hard to make log lines often for my things that I write, because I'm like, it's like this. And then I'm like, it sounds really boring, but I swear it's not. <laughs> totally understand what you're saying. Yeah, you got it. Um... <laughs> And there's always a way to create language around it. So it, it connects with people's hearts and souls, right? Because that's what we're supposed to do as storytellers. That's our mission, right? It's like, um, how do we connect people with the idea of empathy through story? Um, so let me ask you, for this particular story, like why, what was the seed for you to even write this? So I think I have to spoil it. I think I have to spoil it. So um, I'm going to spoil it, everyone. Sorry. You'll enjoy it anyway. It's going to be shot mainly um, like a rom-com, which is something I've wanted to do for a while. But it's going to be shot like a rom-com the whole time where it's going to have that really beautiful lighting. And and we're going to fall in love with the character with her. And we're going to really learn to why we love her. And then he's just not going to see her that way. And it's just going to have to be the way it is because so rarely do we see in shows or in movies where it's just the way that it is. You know, that's what I write a lot is like, you know, is that's just the way it is. That's just the way life took them, you know, and, and it being okay, you know, it not being like, Oh, you know, he friend zoned me or whatever, because that's an unhealthy mindset. A healthy mindset is understanding that, the connection might not be there for him or it's not that moment right now, or he just doesn't see you that way. And that's okay. And making it okay is I think the biggest part of this for me and why I'm so passionate about it is especially in high school where you're around people constantly. Um, And so I'm sure as I go through and um, edit it, 
there'll be an aspect of just being comfortable with spending time alone because that's an important part of just it being what it is and it being okay. Um, and so that's, that's, that's that. So let me dig a little deeper, um, if I may. Of course. Is this based on a personal uh, experience? It's based off of many. Many, yeah. <laughs> so, and you don't have to tell me like the exact experience, but yeah. um, it, uh, are those experiences mainly from your school days? I mean, because you wrote it when you said we were in high school, right? Yeah. Or the, the seed of the idea came from the, that period of time. Yeah. So in yeah. your mind, when you think of it, are you connecting to that particular time in your life? Partially that. And, and then even now, you know, as an adult, there's times when you're with someone or you want to get into a relationship with someone and it just doesn't work or, or they just don't quite see you that way. And and, may, and it still is the way that it is, and it's still okay, because they are a human being just as you're a human being with their whole own agency. And that's something that people often forget when building relationships. Um, so yes, it's built off of many. There's a really funny line that um, just changes the whole thing. Um, is one of the things which actually someone said to me, I was when I was making, I've been doing filmmaking since sophomore year of high school. And um, a guy said, well, if you made it, it has to be great. And I was like, oh, my God, he likes me. And I was like, clearly, you know, and then he doesn't, which is not, which is fine. You know, obviously. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> but that's the type of thing that, you know, people say things and it can mean anything. And so taking that time and understanding that I think is important. Yeah. So, so I would say some, first of all, this is so relatable, right? And, and for you, I would say to really drop into the heart of, of why this story needs to be told. And honestly, the vulnerability that you feel, because you're saying with this story, like, it's all okay. We're all, um, we all experience this. Yeah. You're talking Getting about rejection, right? <laughs> the idea of rejection. And, and honestly, like, that sucks. It does. So, it does right? suck. <laughs> it, it's, it sucks. It feels like awful. Mm -hmm. and um heartbreaking and we all we all deal with it and that's the main reason i wanted to make this kind of more first person very from her perspective we never spend time with him alone like with his perspective because we only have our perspective and that's what i want from this too yeah so so remembering that right and then um always connecting to that sense of vulnerability around that story. And you're saying, this is real. This is, this is the reason why I feel it's so important to tell this story. And it seems that what I'm gathering from you, Jocelyn, is you're like, I don't want other people to feel like they're alone in that. Yeah. And so incorporating that element too, and, and I'm thinking a little bit forward in terms of like how to pitch it. Mm-hmm. Um, but knowing that it comes from a very uh, honest place in you and it's larger than you. Yes. Yeah. Right? So when we really connect with that truth, right? And, and, and maybe like for, for a second, if you are comfortable with this idea, like really, and you can close your eyes or you can just like imagine it in your mind, this project coming to fruition, right? This story and how you felt in writing it and, and the potential of other people to feel connected to this journey. Um, you know, where do you feel that in your being? I, I could actually answer that. I feel that in my, in my, my very 
exhausted and and sad high school self where I would have a huge crush on someone and I would want to spend all my time with them and I would think about them all the time and I would you know bore my my family with with the thought um or my or my friends with the thought of this person or whatever and I didn't even really know them which is a side thing but um that's part of it as well um but and then I would just, it wouldn't work out or I would put myself out there and I would ask them out and everyone would be like, oh, that's so great. You're asking them out. Like, oh, you're, you're taking that, you're, you're taking that like feminine, you know, femininity, you're asking out, you're taking control. And then it wouldn't work out and I would just be sad and I would be lacking the thing which I wanted, which was, uh, which was a partner and which was the community aspect of having a pair, yeah. having yeah. a, you know, a partner. Yeah. So always remembering that and locating that in, in your mind, in your heart, in your body, that's step one, right? Mm-hmm. And then and then knowing that this has to exist, right, mm-hmm. is step two. And knowing that, and for you, it, you know, this has to come from you, obviously, but like imagining the people that are going to be uh, touched by the story, right? Mm-hmm. Who are those? You don't have to answer that necessarily, but like, who are those people? Can you envision them? Mm-hmm. Are they people that you know directly? Mm-hmm. Having a picture, a very clear picture of, of who is being served through the story, mm-hmm. I think is the second important part of this. And when you have that so clear and deeply ingrained, like in your imagination and your belief system, then you can do the work and deal with like, all the anxiety that comes up and like mm-hmm. the grunt work and the, you know, because you know, this is for something larger than myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's building the foundation for it, the emotional foundation. Mm-hmm. So, so that would answer at least partially yeah. um, uh, that kind of mindset component. Mm-hmm. Or, or I guess I'll ask you, does that answer for you? Yes, the mindset? I feel like it does. Definitely. I feel like it's what, um it's a very like emotionally intelligent answer and it's a very strong answer of um of that you have to center yourself on what is so important about the project so that you can you can export that to everyone else (laughs) totally and the thing about crowdfunding for storytelling is people are supporting people Mm -hmm. right and through our empathetic hearts we want to support you when we feel connected to you And so the more that you can feel connected to yourself and the story, that's going to resonate through your messaging, you know, through how you show up in the process. Definitely. Mm -hmm. What else? Um, Okay. So I wandered on your website, of course, and I found the six step synergy process and I was like, whoa. (laughs) And I wanted to kind of go through kind of, if you could sum up each of them um, and, and talk about that, that would be really neat. So are you down to do that? So I, I'm actually not sure how much time we have to break that down, okay. but, okay. Um, but I can just like broadly say that, um, that when I work with my, my clients, we go step by step by step through a process so that you are prepared to do the thing. Um, it always begins with vision. So we almost mm-hmm. did like a little mini taste of step one. Right. Um, it begins with vision. Um, we we go into team. So I, I, I highlighted some of this in the initial conversation. Right. Yes. It begins with vision. Um, we break down how to how to uh, bring together, attract, 
uh, inspire a team. We go into how to communicate properly, and that's in terms of um, on social media, um, ideas for PR best practices, how you are reaching out to your directly to your community when you ask, how to prepare those communications in advance. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, there's a way to message yourself, right, depending on who that relationship is. And mm-hmm. so it's, it's planting the seeds for that. Mm-hmm. Then we go into the actual page um, and the components and the pitch video and the perks and all of the, that decision making. And then we go mm-hmm. into setting yourself up for the actual um, launch, right? You, mm-hmm. you need to know, what am I asking any given day, week to week? How do I, how do I create different fun ways of engaging my audience? Mm-hmm. So I'm not asking the same thing over and over and over again and fatiguing my audience, right? Mm-hmm. And then we prepare for the, you know, then we prepare, we go to do the launch. <laughs> and then every, and then like every week of that, you know, it's like a slightly different strategy. So again, people aren't fatigued. You're not just like, give me money, give me money, give me money, right? It's, it's how are you building audience throughout the crowdfunding process and really like inviting your community to, to root you on and, and be a part of the process. So that's like a broad overview of, yes, of I, that. That was great. Yeah. Um, so I have a couple more, like, I guess, base questions, like um, what platforms do you recommend using? Mm-hmm. So this is always, this always comes down to um, some knowledge about each platform and then really some personal preference. Um, the, the, the typical platforms that filmmakers use would be either Indiegogo, Seed and Spark or Kickstarter. And each have a different model. Um, FYI, this is some of what uh, I I talk uh, about with my clients. Mm -hmm. Um, As part of the process, I help you decide like, well, what would be best suited for you? But Mm -hmm. broad scope, Indiegogo, the model is um, you set a goal and whatever you raise, you keep. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Seed and Sparks model is you have to hit 80% of your goal amount in order to be considered greenlit, mm-hmm. at which point you keep all those funds. So you can, re- you can reach 80% of your goal and still keep money. Obviously, your goal is to hit 100% or more, mm-hmm. but there's a little bit of a safety net there. Okay. Kickstarter, you have to reach 100% of your goal. Otherwise, you don't get anything. Wow. Okay. Now, depending on your constitution, um, there may there may be a reason why that's really like energizing and like motivating mm-hmm. for you, and some mm-hmm. people it's too much, right? So, depending on depending on that, we we have conversations, and then also sometimes it comes down to how much money are you actually seeking to raise because mm-hmm. the different platforms tend to have a little bit of a niche in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we can argue for a best fit depending on those details. Definitely. And I have one more question, even though we're right at the end. Yeah. Um, how do you recommend getting outside of your circle? Because I can get as much money as possible for my family or for my friends, you know, because we're working on it together yeah. and they already have an investment in me. But how do I get outside of my circle? Yeah, such a good question. So some of that is does come with team, right? So you can naturally organically expand beyond the the like closest circle that you have 
So that's why surrounding yourself with team people, team people, <laughs> teammates is going to be an important part of the process. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, there are always creative things that you can do um, if you give yourself enough time to start planting seeds for relationships. Um, mm-hmm. But ultimately, uh, the people that are going to support you have some knowledge of you already. Mm-hmm. Unless you, there's, there are different circumstances. If this is like a documentary about a very specific um, social cause, right? Mm-hmm. There are ways that you can connect with organizations that may be in alignment or, uh, you, you know, expand your, your audience base like that. Um, mm-hmm. Either way, it takes advanced preparation and advanced relationship building because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, even if it's the same cause, let's say the people on a list might get a blast but what's their incentive to contribute to your crowdfunding campaign, right? Like they need to feel that they're a part of it somehow before they feel comfortable saying yes. Yes. So all, always, I mean, our business at large comes down to connection. authentic relationship and connection. Yeah. Okay. So my last question is um, you talked about building community and building um and about building a connection and a stake for your audience. And so you mentioned perks for those who donate, and I wanted to know what some of the common perks are and some of the infrastructure around that. Like, do you host a party? Do you have them involved in the set? That sort of thing. Yeah, so every project has a different uh, way in to that conversation. I would say in terms of levels, um, there are some best practices there. Uh, you can do, you know, you can start to look at other campaigns or that that would be some stuff that we would break down, you know, at another time. But in terms of um, ideas, you want to think about how do I tell the story in what I'm also giving away, right? So are there mm-hmm. creative ways that I can engage my audience um, through some of those perks? Anyone, at some level, everyone's going to get a link to your finished product, right? That's kind of like a given. Yeah. There are certain ways to involve your audience, like VIP people, if you want to invite them to set or, you know, help help make them feel really special. Mm -hmm. Um, What I get excited to do is to work with uh, my clients and come up with creative ways so so you can involve people in the themes of what you're trying to do. Yeah. So I'll just give like an example. Yeah. One thing that I did for my solo show, um, (laughs) uh, in the in the play, I end up writing a, a love letter to mm-hmm. um, the play is marrying Jake Gyllenhaal. Yes, okay. I saw. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so in the play, I end up writing this like kind of intense like love letter to Jake yeah. Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and it's very fun. I'm here for it. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> um, so one of the perks I did was at a certain level, like I will write a love letter for you, either to you or yeah. like for you on behalf of someone personalized and 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 quite a few people pledged at that amount and it was like really fun for them you know so so it 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 connects to the story I'm telling and then it's personal so they're getting involved and it's like a very fun kind of thing so so that's the line of thinking that I like to I like to champion definitely that's a great idea (laughs) well thank you so much for this this has been so helpful and has definitely um not demystified but has made it less scary to approach 
and has um even though my excitement for it was there it's renewed it even further i'm so glad (laughs) well it's such a pleasure to have this conversation with you and i know you're just like beginning your whole journey in your career and you're already um doing so many wonderful things so continued success thank you very Um, much and it's really been a delight wonderful it's wonderful to meet you wonderful to talk to you and continued success to you as well thank you so much